Yo, 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 what up, y'all? You are listening to a brand new episode of the world-famous, the award-winning Behind the Baller podcast. This is episode 395. Jimmy. Jimmy, I need your help. BTB Army was good, y'all. Brand new episode. Like I said, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean John Daly, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. Back Nine Ben We are coming to you live straight out of Hollywood, California. This show is brought to you by none other than the world-famous podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers. That's Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. We got the original theme song, which should change soon. Jimmy by Legal Cartel and original music by Lakey. Guys, it has been a rough, rough day, and I debated if I was going to even do an episode I got the kids. There has been uh, just all kinds of shit going on. You know what? Fuck this. Miles, hit me with the beat. Let's get started. I had a really bad day yesterday. And to be honest, I I had, um, I've had a pretty bad almost 10 days. And I'm struggling, you know, it's easy to hide it. I was just thinking if I'm going to say this or not, but I might as well write the awkward pause. And I think I did talk about this, right? But I remember my ex would say like, uh, you know, you have a personality disorder. I think I did talk about this. And it's like, no shit. Tell me something I don't know, right? I got to turn it on. I got to turn it off. I got to be... You know, cool to people I don't know. People come up to me all the time. I think you don't realize I don't expect anybody to know who the fuck I am. I could be walking somewhere, somewhere basic again, just like uh, Potato Corner. Like, oh shit, what are you doing here? The fuck you think I'm doing here? I mean, I I say that to myself. I'm just thinking like, I'm here to eat some motherfucking delicious chicken and some of them bomb ass french fries. But never in a million years would I do this for views or downloads. And when I mean this, I mean like really share personal parts of my life, right? But I also feel obligated. I feel like there's a certain level of transparency that I owe you guys, the army, right? Because I, I, I don't need your validation. And I know the internet is truly forever. And later, if ever, someone could reference things on BTB or cold as ice if needed, right? They can come back and be like, yo, let's, let's, let's check this out. What the fuck did you say here? I'm big on fact checking. But with that said, let's just say there was a family emergency regarding my children and it stopped everything. And yesterday, woke up real early. I've had two early rounds of golf, right? Now, mind you, Uh, We'll get into the other part with subscribers, but, you know, I basically don't wake up, and I said this before I recorded the show, right? I don't wake up super early for golf. I wake up super early in general, okay? Um, I'm going on at least a month or so without getting much sleep, right? I average four, four and a half hours. 
from a good day, get five, maybe six, right? And the night before last, I got seven and a half hours of sleep. That's a lot of sleep. Had a really good practice with my coach on Tuesday. You know, less than two weeks away from the farmers. I'm getting ready to get the, I'm ready, it's go time. I'm going to have fun, but I want to go and show the difference of what a year, you know, what a difference a year makes. And um, I was playing around, well, about to start around with Short Game King. Short Game King is a golf influencer from San Diego, California. And, um, you know, just getting to the cart, you know, my country club, they're getting me set up and I'm, I'm good to go. And I'm, I don't know what to expect for the day. And, you know, it's kind of early, you know, it's seven something in the morning. And I'm all set up. It's about maybe 8.05. I don't know. It, it's a little past eight. And I have three missed calls from Nicolette. And she ain't calling me to tell me she missed me. I'll tell you that. Not at fucking eight in the motherfucking morning. Okay. And at that point, it was an emergency. I stopped everything. I had to tell a dude who I barely met twice, hey, bro, I'm sorry. We can't get this in. Now, mind you, I didn't know there was a frost delay. And I looked over at hole 18, and it just looked like a bed of ice. And I was like, holy shit. And my brain wasn't even there. I said, like, yo, I got to get my shit. I got to get the fuck in the car, and I got to shake. And then that for the rest of the day, it was fucked up. And no matter what the fuck goes on in my life, I ain't got no choice, right? I have three children, three young ones that depend on me. And, and they're so blessed, they don't really know. You know, they don't know that they're, you know, that there's people from their heritage in the Philippines that are really starving, that are, you know, digging in the trash and whatever. And they're just good. And they're going through a lot of stuff as it is, you know, but there's a lot of pressure. You know, I took a shower yesterday, super early in the fucking morning. And, um, you know, I'm just like, God damn, bro. You know, like, this is fucking with me. And reality is what keeps me going. Not delusion. And I want you guys to understand that. Some people are really delusional. And it may be rude to call it because they say dream big, right? Dreaming and delusion are two sort of different things. It's a fine line, very fine line. But that reality does kick in. When I think my five, 10-year cushion is in jeopardy, anxiety kicks in bad, right? So I'm real careful about who the fuck is around me, especially right now. And um, giving somebody access to me is just like, I don't know about that. You know, if I become cool with you, more than cool, let's say we break bread. It could be a sponsor that I work with. It could be anybody. If I can't make you two to three times bigger in the time that we work together, whether that be three months, one year, two years, maybe 10 fucking years. Who knows, right? Then I failed. And that really hasn't happened. 
I've had failures. I'm just saying in more recent times, just, you know, something that doesn't happen. And so switching gears, right? I don't know why, but I posted something on my close friend stories. And um, I just got back from San Diego a couple days ago. And I had a lot of people, when I say a lot, I'm talking like 20 different random strangers and like three or four homies hit me up like, are you dating already? Are you dating somebody? And, um, I, you know, when I need to, to share that information, you know, I will. But I'm just, I'm hanging out with people, if that makes any sense, but I'm not, I'm, I'm out here, you know, um, dating is a strong word. And again, giving access to somebody to my life, you know, it, I don't, I don't know because it's, it's new territory, new grounds, but nobody's meeting my kids. Nobody's met my kids, you know, but it's funny. A friend of mine asked me to go meet them. It's a couple of weeks ago, I think. Or maybe it was last was last week. I don't remember. Someone asked me to meet them and a friend for dinner. They're from Vegas. And uh, they were going to have dinner at Firefly. Super low-key. Not necessarily hidden gem, but it's been around forever in the valley. I think at least 20 years, maybe I don't, maybe less. But it's a dope spot in the valley. It's a nice little bar. The food is good. And so I go there. And, um, you know, I'm chilling. And immediately I notice this girl is at the table with my boy. So I'm thinking he's with her. I'm like, good for you, bro. Shit. Beautiful. Face right. Hair right. Skin right. Everything. I was, I was like, oh, shit. Exotic. When she finally stood up. Just like five foot seven and drop dead gorgeous. And she was definitely not super outgoing. If anything, I feel like I initiated the questions and I'm like, motherfucker, don't you want to like sit here and talk to whatever? And it wasn't until I'm super just, what's the fucking word? Oh my God, man. I just picked up on it late. My senses were, were not there. My guard was down fully. Didn't bring up anything about a divorce or nothing. And then I realized that one, he wasn't with her. Two, he was trying to set me up. Now, I'll tell you how it went. I began to ask her what she did for a living. And she told me. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I had some some assumptions or whatever. She wasn't too too overpowering. Um, I think her she was at the borderline where she'll definitely command looks, but she's not out popping out. And then, thank God I didn't do this then. Obviously, whatever I did it later. But um, I checked her IG page later, and I was like, "Yo, man, this is a little thirsty." And I get it, you know, and I understood why because. You know, we're talking, I was just breaking shit down, whatever, talking about random things, random movies, random music. And I asked her how old she was. And she's like, oh, I'm 27. And I was like, oh, shit. Right then and there is a big no. Like, I could have been 
23 out of college. It's not super far-fetched back when, you know, back then. I think 27 is probably about accurate, but 23, I could have had a kid. I had friends who had kids at 19, 20, whatever, but, you know, 23 is not like crazy. It's young, but, you know, it's young today for sure. But um, I'm old enough to be your dad. We ain't got nothing in common except for attraction, physical attraction. She's worldly. It was cool. And I, I just wasn't interested at all whatsoever. So there was that. Then earlier this week, another girl had hit me up. Again, very pretty. Totally different type of person. Again, very pretty girl. Not like, <laughs> I think when people see, you know, my taste in women or what like, what I think is, it's a different thing. Like if I brought this girl out to a red carpet show, it wouldn't be something like where it would be like, oh my God. It wouldn't be like, oh my God, such a typical piece of arm. It would be on some like, oh shit, where the fuck you find her? And again, this girl, a little older, more professional. She was actually engaged. And then she broke off the engagement. I didn't ask, didn't care. And then she kind of initiated, hey, um, when are you coming out this way? And I was like, um, I don't know, maybe not for a while, maybe in a couple months, I'm not really sure. Oh, we got to definitely hang out. And I was just like, man, yeah, I, and I'm definitely not going on some dating apps and I'm, I'm not interested in dating anything, but you know, it, it, I have no pressure. I'm not tripping, right? It's not necessarily like I'm, I'm practicing fucking abstinence. I just don't, I'm not, it just ain't it. You know, um, my day consists of, you know, the kids playing golf, you know, jewelry designs and focusing on this year of, of golf as a amateur slash professional. Cause I guess, you know, I'm a paid amateur, but in a way, you know, I'm, I'm being paid at almost a salary of a professional, right? So, you know, when I get out and that's the end of the dating shit or kind of, you know, my fun is to troll comments on Instagram reels, right? Not necessarily on, on TikTok or nothing, right? And for the longest time I practiced, I will never comment on someone's page that I don't follow. Or I don't know, like really personally know, like, hey, I have your phone number, whatever, something. Um, so is this major celebrity you see on comment? Be like, be like, what the fuck are you doing? No, bitch, that person follows me. I follow them and we cool in real life. And there's like this girl, this Asian girl, super fucking forced trying to be like, they always have the same voice. Oh, today I woke up and I was so good at this. I got my little quinoa smoothie and then I um, went and I went to the gym and I worked legs today and then I went to Aloe and then I went to Erewhon to get a sandwich and then, yeah, I went to go do this. Just, Shut the fuck up. It's all the same shit. And it's just like, it's just so fucking forced. And like the girl's like, trying to to snowboard or ski or some shit and just super the way the angle is just like whatever and it was just funny i was just like yo chill and i literally left one word i put relax just being a troll some dumbass bitch 
comment that said, get your old ass, 50-year-old, divorced, bald head, whatever, off this page. Of course, private page, fucking, you know, a picture of some fucking anime or some shit. Listen. Bitch, please shut the fuck up. There are tons. Yes, that means thousands of girls in every class who would hit me up for a date. Age ranging from 20 to 60. All right, I'm good. I met Nick before Instagram existed, right? And right after Twitter did. And if you've seen the girls I dated before I had any paper or whatever, it was like, motherfuckers know, right? Some people be like, oh shit, you was with Megan? God damn, what the fuck? Back in the day day. And the girl's like, arguing with someone else in the comment and dude's like, yo, Ben's got bread. He's cool as fuck. He's funny. Fuck you mean? Like, you sound stupid. She goes, I'm just protecting my, my homegirl because she's, you know, she's a fellow ABG. Like, Bitch, you ain't no ABG and it's the dumbest fucking acronym there is. Any girl, any Asian girl that considers themselves a fucking Asian baby gangster or Asian, like, yo, for real? And you could look that term up in Urban Dictionary or whatever. Like, you are a low fucking class individual if that's what you think of yourself. And you, like, just, come on, man. And I just thought, like, you dumb fucking stupid ass bitch. It's always some weird ass, wombat, sea pig, mothball, living room ass girl or guy who got me fucked up. I peeped this whole girl's page. Sometimes you can see something. You go to my page, you don't say anything except the fact that I'm a, I'm a loving dad. And yeah, you know, I make some jewelry and whatever. But you wouldn't be able to see. You don't see cars. You don't see shit like you used to. A lot of shit's changed, okay? If I wanted that girl, it would be easy because their posts are so fucking predictable. And throwing her a Chanel bag would seal it, okay? Some really basic clown activities would do and close the deal. And that's how most goofies who got new money fuck up. And this is also something I, I learned, like probably like in my mid-30s, I started realizing early age, like why the fuck would you pay for a prostitute? Why would you pay for a high-class escort? Why would you pay for whatever? Boom. Do you want to know why? Because you're paying a girl to leave. You are not paying a girl to stay. And if you don't understand that, you understand. I know my biggest fear is if and when I decide to date a chick and it goes cool and we have sex or whatever, I already know. I just, I, I fear for that moment that I'd be like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. Because it ain't going to be in my house. That's for goddamn sure. I'm leaving. I'm not having nowhere to come here. And it took, man, I was at the game for 14 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to fucking sneak out of somebody's house. But, but I will say this is something on my mind. And I really had to plan to make this a short show. And now I look at the timestamp, I'm like, fuck, well, it's not going to be that short. Making up for a bad first impression will last longer than a good first impression. And trust me, I've had a lot of bad first impressions. And I've decided, I sit there and even give a fuck. Fuck them, who cares? But if you care, it takes work, it takes game, 
It takes effort, right? And then you turn them into being like, oh, I got Ben wrong. Some of you might have some animosity, have a chip on your shoulder, and that's why you put so much effort back. Why even bother? Especially if you got a girl who won't talk to you because she thinks you're broke and won't give you the time of day, right? And then you got to play that fake game, right? And meet her at her level or not really at her level or her standard. It's above her actual level. And then she decides to give you the time, right? And that's when you hit her and ask like, yo, so what type of games are you trying to play? Because I'm talking to you man to woman. It's what she says next that will tell you everything you need to know. Right? There's this popular meme reel going around where girls say, oh, red flag. If a dude said, okay, I see you, big money. Okay, I see you. Okay, I see you. Oh, and it must be nice. You killing it. You know, boom, whatever. Basically, a dude who sees a girl wearing all Chanel and fucking, I mean, I guess Louis Vuitton and Gucci and shit like that. That's not going to impress me. But like, you know, girls who are in a G-Wagon or something like that, whatever. I say that shit all the fucking time to girls who are really just super everything head to toe in designer. I'll crack up, be super dressed up. Like, yo, I did this, this. You think I give a fuck? I'm like, okay, shit, damn, you're killing it. You're doing your thing. Excuse me, big money. I guarantee if I say that to a fucking girl, ain't no fucking girl be like, oh, it's a red flag. And I'm doing it just to fucking make fun of them. But listen, the right woman, right man, can definitely change your energy and bring you up a level or five levels. If you can't sacrifice something for one year, then you're too worried about what other people think. All right? Understand that. There have been so many fucking nights I had to tell Nicolette or days, I cannot do this tonight. I'm sorry. I'm out. I got to feed our family. I got to get this shit going. I got to secure our future and certain things. She had to take it. Unfortunately, I did it too many motherfucking times. But for the most part, yeah, she was definitely my glow up, my good luck charm and whatever it may be. And you know, that shit is done and it is what it is. 20 years ago, a little before that, I saw myself and I was like, yo, this is not where I want to be. I was broke living at my sister's house and I was like, yo, fuck this. I went and dated all my entire crew of homies who was going out doing the same shit. And motherfuckers, some of them is, is killing it. Some of them came for some money. Some of them, had, you know, whatever, figured out their way to do something. That way, me, I wanted to start a family. Only a couple of those guys have kids, right? And this was like 2001 to 2004. I dated all my crew to get focused and get money funny thing is now 20 years later I feel like on that same path I feel I'm I'm on that energy again you know my confidence hasn't gone up it hasn't gone down it's at that same level I know exactly what I can and what I can't do um yeah it's time to take a little break but you know what people are asking about that tweet I addressed and whatever and there's this statistic that went out saying that most HBCU, if you don't know what HBCUs are, that just if you don't know what that means, don't even, this ain't for you. But they're saying their SAT scores are lower when it came to black pilots 
pilots, you know, airplanes, uh, maybe aircraft, military, whatever it may be, and that their IQ levels were lower than those of white people. Elon Musk chimed in and said, we need to address this issue and we can't just hire black people who are smart and qualified but don't have these super high IQ levels because that's how people die, you know, and we can't risk that, especially if they're, you know, flying a plane and, you know, basically flying hundreds of people wherever they're going. You know, you realize most people with super high IQs are fucking, most geniuses are crazy. I know it's a super fucking far left thing, but like, not left like on a democratic shit, I'm just saying left turn shit, but like, Stephen Hawkins. He's got the highest IQ in the world, doesn't he? I don't know, I'm just, I remember at one point he did. I know he's mentally disabled and stuff, he's also a piece of shit, scumbag, pedophile, but, Look at Elon Musk himself. He has Asperger's. I'm not saying there's anything wrong, but it's like people who have high IQs don't necessarily mean like these motherfuckers have certain shit where they can't sit there and focus on a fucking plane and flying and whatever. Yes, you got to be sharp, but I'm just saying like, and I meant that like he's like, this dude's talking about, you know, high IQs. And yes, he's a billionaire, he's smart, but he bought a fucking app for $25, $30 billion over the market value of the price. And his dick rider friends, like, yo, his fans are like, yo, man, you just mad because motherfucker bought an app. And, but trust me, he didn't want to buy that fucking app. He bit off more than he can chew. And so he's trying to do whatever he can and it's fucking failing. There's other shit that's good. Oh, you don't even know the fake news. Shut the fuck up. You know how easy it is for a dude who's starting to just start up with conspiracy shit. And I'm glad, look, man, if you were doing bad as a rapper or bad as this, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've been so blind, I was woke, boom, now I'm Republican, I'm doing this, and you start realizing that you just want to get engagement because you're so fucking starved for attention that you love this Trump fucking, and the Trump people stick together, They anyone that says anything good about Trump, they just stick together, and they fucking will retweet each other and support each other. That ain't necessarily people you want to fuck with. But I see people like that, they're like, oh yeah, man, you don't know fake news and hates and conspiracies, all this bullshit, like, come on, man. You can't be talking about IQ, bro, when you fucking wasted literally one of your biggest bags. Do you know how many motherfucking gigantic companies aren't even at fucking five, ten billion? Let alone you drop 44 B on something that was worth maybe 15? Come on, man. That's what I meant. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. It's a new year and you're still making sports bets on your own. Why? You're not an expert. You don't have the time to be an expert. Stop fucking around. You need to join CaptainPicks.com. This is a company that I own. I am an owner of, okay? And we have been on fire. NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, UFC, college basketball, tennis, Premier League, PGA Tour, Props, parlays, we got it locked. This is the place to be a community of winners where you get to celebrate with the best crew in the game. Use promo code PLAYOFFS at CaptainPicks.com to get 47% off all packages. Promo code PLAYOFFS 
at captainpicks.com. Talk sports, stack wins. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You get to define how you give to yourself. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easy on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma, etc. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy can be about just having someone to talk to that can tell it back to you like it is. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash baller today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash baller. Yo, yo. You know, just because you were the first or something or someone was the first to do it does not always mean you were the best at it. Okay, just because you're the first don't mean you're the best. But if you did it right, the evolution from that point on, the blueprint is laid out for others to steal and grow with and all that, right? Those invisible clasps that you see on Cubans or on chains, and I see them done wrong, I see people that, I did that shit first, that was my fucking idea. To come out with an invisible class, put your brand on there. People, I saw they do it wrong still to this day. I remember when Greg Yuna asked me, how do you do that? Boom. He did it. I saw it all over fucking New York City. Motherfuckers don't even know why the fuck or where it came from. Yes, that was me. That was a long fucking time ago. Okay? Micro Jesus piece, my idea. Our idea. Sorry. I haven't go. Okay? We own the trademark to Micro Jesus piece. And we didn't need to be the Tiffany and Co., I already knew that, okay? I was a master at making custom jewelry. Based my career with inspiration from Chris Eyre, Tito, Manny, and of course, Jacob, right? But I seen that little turquoise box, and I'm like, look, all I need is 10% of Tiffany's audience. You do smart marketing, you don't gotta be number one in, the, in that field of rings or whatever, if I could take 10, 15% of someone else's market share, I killed it. It's the same shit that Popeyes did with their chicken sandwich compared to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A owned that market for a while, right? Popeyes like, let me do this shit. Tell you the truth, I like the Popeyes one better. Chick-fil-A is still good. Don't matter, I'm just saying. You tap into fucking just 10, 15% of the market and you're doing all right. Tesla, yeah, they were like kind of the first. And they really have the real full EV car and there's other people doing it. And, you know, they don't need to take all of Tesla's. They need to just take 10%. And with that said, I was thinking about something. I was like, what remakes were better than the original? I'm asking you guys this. And if you want for fun, leave a comment. And if, by the way, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. Because when we switch over, we're still using the same channel. But what remakes 
were better than the original, whether it be movies or music. All right, leave a comment in the post. It's weird. We have 25, 28, 24,000 real followers on the behind the baller page, which is going to soon change. But, you know, people don't comment enough on there for whatever reason because, you know, I have my own page, but I don't run that page. I told you I don't run any of the pages that are business-wise. Leave a comment. What remakes were better than the original? I'll tell you right now. Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Bernie Mac, Scott Kahn, fucking, who else? Don Cheadle. That movie was a hundred times better than the original. And the original was fucking made with the Rat Pack. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy fucking Davis Jr. That motherfucking shit was not good. I, I wanted it to be good. Right? There's a bunch of remakes out there. I'm curious to find out what you think was remade and done better. Karate Kid was all right. Could not fuck with the original. Speaking of original, Hawks fans, Seahawks fans, it is the end of an era. Pete Carroll is out. He will still be a coordinator and a front office guy. He did his thing. There were times where I was like, man, he got to go. But at the same time, I was like, well, who the fuck's going to take over? This man brought us a fucking SB ring. He was has a winning record, period. You know, it is truly an end of an era. That Legion of Boom, just the, the, there's some fucking amazing fucking memories. It's crazy. I was never a huge USC fan, but this man did both. No hate. Greatness for real, but the motherfucker is 72 years old, bro. He's high-key old, and uh, yeah, man, it's time for him to hang it up, and you know, I'm excited to see what happens next, and uh, it was fucking mind-blowing that in over 12 seasons, I did not go to one game last this season. It's fucking nuts. That's how fucked up this year's been for me, and I had a lot of people reach out, Michael Dixon, Quandre Diggs. DK reached out, a couple other folks, you know, Seahawks reached out. They wanted me to work with them. And now I could tell because I wanted to make these glasses that said just when and it just didn't work out. And thank God, whatever. But who's next? Who's coming in? Dan Quinn, someone thinks. Jim Harbaugh. I'll take Jim Harbaugh all day long. The only thing is, Pete's still kind of like, you know, in the back doing his thing. Jody Allen isn't what the fuck she's doing, but. I don't know, man. I'm not mad at Dan. He was there during the Legion of Boom time and everything. Um, I, I, but I'd rather have Jim. But there's beef from the Stanford and fucking USC days. I don't think they like each other besides that. But they need to put that shit to the side because that motherfucker is a dope-ass coach. <laughs> um, and by the way, shout out to Michigan for the national championship. I don't want to hear no bullshit about Chiefs. Just shut the fuck up. Okay. But I'm curious, man. I, I really want to know who the fuck's going to come in, right? Uh, Nick Saban just fucking retired. That's crazy. That's a true goat right there. Everyone's talking about Deion Sanders is going to fucking go crazy with recruiting and take away Alabama's you know, top recruits. I think it ain't fucking super far-fetched for fucking uh, Deion Sanders to try to go take that job at Alabama. But then, you know, I don't know. He does what the fuck he wants and whatever. Cool. I don't know. 
Lakers on a slight low-key uh, you know, win streak right now. I was worried actually that playing golf with Austin Rivers or Austin Rivers, Austin Reeves, AR, that maybe, you know, I hope we don't lose the game versus the Clippers the following day, because you know, fucking people talk shit like, yo, you out golfing, whatever. But AR did his thing. A D did his thing. And AD was hooping the other night and the Raptors game. Look, they complained about fucking the Lakers had 23 free throw fucking, you know, attempts. And the Raptors had three or four or whatever it was. Was it two? I don't know what the fuck it was. Look, you can't go out and motherfucking intentionally foul motherfuckers and then get mad about it. That's some victim blaming shit. Look, you get it how you got it. You know what I'm saying? That three-pointer on LeBron's birthday, his foot was behind the line. I asked Austin, I was like, yo, bro, what was the real shit behind? Straight up told me. You cannot intentionally foul someone and cry about it later. Sometimes fair is it motherfucking even, all right? How about that and one that could have won the game and Pat Bev came out and brought the fucking camera and got the technical? It's what it is, man, you know? But shit, part of me is like, fuck, I want the Lakers to fucking, you know, to do their thing, get the ring this year. LeBron ain't getting any younger. On the flip side, if the Lakers don't make it, then I probably got D'Angelo Russell and fucking Austin Reeves playing in the Watch Lord Invitational. <laughs> Which, by the way, guys, has been pushed to May. Announcement will be coming very soon. The course, again, this is one of the nicest courses in Southern California, so I'm really excited. So um, that information is coming out real soon, guys. Uh, interesting news I read. The Miami Heat waited until Eric Spolstra's divorce was finished. They waited until he was finished with his divorce proceedings to give him his $120 million contract extension. Guys, this is this is chess, not checkers. If you're in a no-fault state, cool. If you're in a state like California or whatever, understand this shit is not a joke. And once you finish that settlement, depending on how it's structured, yeah, you know, any new money, they're not entitled to. You know? And um, shit, shout out to Eric Spolstra and his team. That's fucking crazy. Uh, prayers go out to my boy, Pat Perez. I reached out to him as soon as I heard the news. I don't really like the golf blogs out there posting the shit about the divorce and stuff. I know Pat had a past. So did I. I was a wild boy in my 2000s, the 90s and shit. Obviously, I changed once I became a husband and a father. But, you know, he's got two little young kids. And uh, divorce is never fun. And I know it's, it's going to be ugly. I was like, bro, I'm, I'm here for you, bro. I'm going through it too, dog. So you hit me anytime you need to, bro. Uh, Tiger Woods, him and Nike ended a relationship. I said it here on, on BTB. You know what I'm saying? Before he announced it, I knew about it already. Um, will he start his own brand? Maybe. Why didn't Nike just turn him into Jordan and there's all this shit like, oh, they're focusing on running. Like, Shut the fuck up. That may be an excuse, but golf wasn't profitable, which makes no sense because it's just stupid because there is a massive golf out there and you don't have to fucking push out so much product. There's just, it, it just, there is smart business or whatever and they're, they're into making mass numbers and even though Tiger has tons of fans, it's just weird. What's interesting is I want to know who owns the IP 
to Tiger Woods, that, that TW logo. I don't think Tiger owns that logo, and I'm wondering if he does. It'd be interesting. I, I almost almost guarantee, I feel like Nike owns that logo. But I read some interesting out, you know, insight into it. You know, He's not very outgoing. He's not going to do the certain things like Michael Jordan will. And it's hard to sell Tiger Woods clothes and, and shoes outside of golf. Now, if he would have did some lifestyle shit, he could have pushed, he could have did some fly shit. But look at like recent videos of Tiger Woods outside. Whether it be at Top Golf or anything else, that motherfucker dresses really bad. And it don't matter because he's a badass on the course. I'm just saying, if he just dressed how he dressed in the 90s, early 2000s, that motherfucker would look swagged out. But it's like, bro, where the fuck are you shopping, dog? It looks like he shops at Old Navy. It's crazy. Even the shoes, I'm just like, what the fuck? You know? But Jordan is more marketable. You can wear J's all over the place, right? People wear Jordans outside of basketball. They wear it for anything. Girls, you name it, it's so much bigger. And he has golf. He has basketball. He has fucking motorcycle racing. You name it. He was thinking about it a different way. Tiger's still smart. He did it in, you know, in his own lane and whatever. And it is what it is. Anyways, shout out to the subscribers, Jesse, Walter, Steven. We had an amazing uh, time at the lovely Arrowwood Golf Course in Oceanside. I cannot wait for that fucking Oceanside scramble in October. The Wash Lord Invitational. That was crazy. I got up at 5, 5.30. Was at the range by 6.30. And, yo, the fairway had ice all over it. The range mats had ice. It was fucking freezing cold. Dude, Jesse, he was like, bro, I'm shaking. I'm like, shit, you ain't gonna tell me. Coldest higher plate, and I told you it was 57. It was motherfucking 30 degrees when I got there. When I started hitting the range, it was 36. So it was like fucking brick cold. My driver didn't work. The previous day before that, my driver was on fire, right? But I shot a lot better, and I actually played good. And the funny thing was, it was so cold, we decided to move up a tee, so we played the white tees. The biggest thing is, I was so fucking surprised at how good all three of those guys were. I think it was a 87 or 88, 91, and one of the dudes shot at 80. I did well. It's actually my best score at Arrowwood. I don't talk about it, but you ask any of those dudes, my subscribers, they just gonna keep it 100 with you. My short game was impeccable. From 100, 110 in, fucking I couldn't miss. I was getting up and down like it was no joke. Front nine didn't double bogey once. Back now, I think I had one double. And I'll be honest with you, I was out of it. I was tired. Not making them excuses. Had a great lunch. Fucking clubhouse. Got fucking fantastic food. My short game was crazy, though. It was, it was something to talk about. So all the fucking haters out there want to say something, ask people I play with. You know, I got to get ready, man. I got farmers. And I don't know who I'm playing with yet, but I'm excited. Okay? All right, guys. That's it for this podcast, yo. Just want to say something. I make sense on this podcast, but I also make extravagant, badass jewelry. All right. Sorry to bum you out at the beginning of the show. I, I really am having a little rough time and, and I have some big things coming up. I got my birthday and fucking uh, my birthday is just 
little over two weeks from now. And, um, you know, I don't really celebrate my birthday like that, but maybe I'll do something special because, you know, it's been a shitty year. But I appreciate all the support. Appreciate all the love. And guys, again, hit that subscribe button if you haven't. And all the ladies out there, appreciate you guys listening to the show too. I love my subscribers. You guys are fucking amazing. Again, make it a great day. This is not your practice life. All right, Lakey, take us out of here. Peace. Peace.